Bros and Shows is filmed in front of a live Twitch audience. Hey everyone, welcome to Bros and Shows, the podcast two brothers talk about shows that they force each other to watch. As always, I am Josiah, the first brother here. Thank you so much for stopping by. And as always, I have my buddy, my pal, my bro, my brother, Austin. Austin, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. How's how are you doing? How's everyone doing? <laughs> hey, man. I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, right as we went live, I uh, knocked over my bubbly and spilled it all over my table. So I was like, oh, crud. So I had to run around and get all that taken care of as I did that. But luckily enough, I, I got taken care of. It's all under manageable. Um, and so it's all been going pretty good. I can't really complain other than that little mishap. Austin, how's your week been? Uh, it's been uh, super busy. <laughs> super busy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I just got back from Pittsburgh mm-hmm. uh, on Saturday night. I saw you and got to got to go to the Steel City Con to promote the movie that mm-hmm. uh, I produced. And Robert England was there. If no one knows who Robert England is, he's the guy that plays Freddy Krueger. And it was his first time ever being at Steel City, and uh, the lines were so packed that people that were waiting in line on Friday still didn't get signatures. Uh, that's how packed it was. I, so, uh, I saw on their site that he mm-hmm. has agreed to come back for the next one that's coming. He's going to be back all, like already. Oh, with, yeah, the one in April. Yeah, yeah, yeah because just the, the sheer amount of people who wanted to get signatures from and everything just it blew the steel city con people's mind they didn't know what to do it yeah. it couldn't it couldn't happen so i'm glad yeah. i'm happy for those people who are going to be able to um go in there again get his autograph hopefully this time as well see him because he's he's a big figure i, I don't think he realized how much <laughs> people <laughs> in uh, pittsburgh care about such things yeah, I don't think a lot of people understand like how Pittsburgh is one of the biggest capitals for like horror films in that way. Yeah. You know, like George Romero is from Pittsburgh. You also have, um, you know, uh, well, Dawn of the Dead, pretty much. You know, almost almost every zombie movie that's come around, um, you know, it's been from Pittsburgh. So, <laughs> you know, well, uh, it's that. that it's it's all George Romero, like. Yeah, him being from here basically guarantees that it's like the war capital just because he was so influential in mm-hmm. his uh his setup and what he did. Boston, yeah. we're not mm-hmm. talking about horror films today. <laughs> we're not even talking about a horror show today. I don't think have we ever done a horror oh. show? I don't think we have yet. Um, one day that will happen. There's ones on my list. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. That is close, pretty close, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, today. Um, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I guess this is something to talk about. Uh, Runa, thank you for joining. Um, Back for Blood beta was out, and apparently it takes place in Western PA. So, hmm. fun fact: poor Pittsburgh continuations ding oh yeah because i remember there was audio thing that was also out this weekend me and you got to play a little bit of it as well as i continue mm-hmm. playing it throughout the night so boston today we get to talk about a show that you had me watch called silicon valley but we are on season three now we've done mm-hmm. season one season two we're on three how many seasons is there six There's so six we're halfway seasons. through we're halfway through oh, oh we're halfway through so just to just give a little breakdown on what I gleamed from this uh, season. The, the, the team funnels through what it means to be a tech company and they constantly shoot themselves in the foot. I feel like I just did the whole synopsis for the whole show. Because yeah. it has not changed. <laughs> they no. continue to do that. Um, that's basically it. This season was very interesting for for me like from my perspective um Mm -hmm. because it feels like a lot happened this season halfway through i thought i was at the end of the season 
I was wrong. Mm. I was only halfway through. <laughs> and oh, wow. I just I wasn't prepared for it. Um cuz it, it just felt like the big old push to get um Richard back as the CEO was the main get was the main thing and it wasn't it wasn't at all. No. So no. All right, Austin. Let's talk mm -hmm. about our first initial thoughts of the season. That was my first initial thought. What about you, Austin? When you uh, first I'd watched this, what did you think? I'd have to say this was, you know, the next couple seasons up until season six, I binge watched uh, because at the time, this is when um, I didn't watch. Uh, I watched the first season, didn't watch the second season until around the time when Game of Thrones was like in my life. Um, and then I just started binging season two, season three, season four, and season five just came out right after I was done with season four binge watching. So, um, I remember watching most of this. Uh, I would have to say that the characters in this season are very interesting. Once again, um, there's... You know, there's very hysterical moments, uh, especially Ehrlich. Mm -hmm. um, I would have to say his his uh, his character this season is hilarious. Um, you know, and and always Gilfoyle and Dinesh always like have their little spats with each other. And I think this is a little bit better this time than it was last season. Um, but overall, I think this is a very solid season uh of silicon valley like i'm still you know it, it's a comedy show and it, anytime a comedy show can make me laugh hysterically it's always a good show so i'd have to say did season three make me laugh yes i remember just re-watching it this week before i even came to pit like i left and went to pittsburgh on thursday and i already watched the whole season and i was already second watching it again um, what was it like, uh, the day I was out because the day I was out on Thursday, you were at work and I was watching on my laptop there for a minute <laughs> and then I forgot about it. And then I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. I, I was like, it was, um, it was the episode when Richard finally finds out about Ehrlich. So about what he did with his five Piper shares, mm -hmm. um, you know, so I was like, wow, I almost watched the whole second season, I mean, the third season for a second time, like, in one week, like, before Wednesday. <laughs> like, that's crazy. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it was very interesting. I think this season's a solid one out of all the other seasons, too. And, um, yeah, that's what I think. So, Cool, man. I, uh, I completely agree. Uh, okay. Let's, let's just go ahead and get into it because I'm going to want to talk about characters, stories. So first off, Austin, let's talk about character talk. Like specifically, we can talk about any specific character, their progression, their story, and everything of that sort. Your thoughts, your your likes, your dislikes, everything of that sort. That's what we do here at this current point. Austin, for me to start, I actually want to talk about um, Eric, Alec, Alec, Alec Bachman, the person you were just mentioning. He is actually Alec, the... Yeah. Or someone talking. Um, so you you know that for the last couple seasons I've despised Eric Bachman. This much season he's a little better. He still does everything that I hate. The <laughs> complete and utter trash person who constantly screws over things. But he oh, yeah. tone shifts hardcore in this season. He changes, especially whenever he has to sell his share. He changes as a person. Like he he tone shifts a little bit. Um, he goes from the I'm doing everything I want even whenever he's uh, convincing Big Head to go in a partner deal with him I didn't see that happening it happened it was funny um, and then their whole situation uh, arised but it was after he sold his shares that I felt like he became a better character because mm -hmm. then he was given a job and he started I don't know I don't want to say he started acting better because he didn't start acting better He's still doing what he does, but he's now like, he's doing it as a job, not just as this 
piece of trash who gets 10% for just existing. Um, I don't know. I, I found his character was a lot more enjoyable. This is also the season that Jim Yang started to prank call him the whole time. And I greatly enjoyed him just screaming at the top of his lungs. Not now, Jim Yang! Hey, Bachman, this is your doctor. You suck. <laughs> I, I really like the, the the last one when he calls like, Eric Bachman, this is you in the future. You lonely and die alone. <laughs> and then he's just like, ah, I'm going to give this one to him. Oh, no, yep. future me. That's too bad. Uh, I'll see you in a couple years. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. And I liked it even more that there's that point in it where he, he, he goes on like a whole explanation and I, I understood it when he was saying to it, he basically played the field whenever it was the last episode of the season called the uptick where he basically plays the emotion of all these different people and makes them think that Pied Piper is going to be sold for a million dollars. So a bunch of people wanted to get into it and everything. And he plays the field and he gets an offer for like six million with uh, i think it's like 60 million with an additional six million a buyer or something like that um and whenever that happened i was like hey he's getting things done like that's what he's meant to do he he's doing his job pretty well uh, unfortunately oh, yeah. what happened was falsified in that situation mm. so austin what is your thought on eric bachman eric bachman in this season um, I think the main thing that I want to talk about just with Eric is um, actually, and we can lead this into a, this character. Okay. But uh, I'd have to say Richard Hendricks actually cares for Ehrlich Bachman. Um, mm. You know, he could let him crash and burn. And he comes out with that article and says, you know, like, Ehrlich is, you know, he did this because of this. Yeah, he's the stupidest person in tech. Yeah. yeah and you know um like you realize that like richard's still a really kind heart to someone that he hates the most um well i mean he but... kind of he kind of has that thought process once he realizes that um he he posted it himself oh yeah because like uh, up to that point he's like i hate this guy blah 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 he's a piece of trash and then he posts himself once they get wind that Pied Piper shares dropping or something like that. And so he posted it himself to get the heat off of Pied Piper and on him. And that's what kind of makes Richard kind of be like, uh, he's not that bad. But I do want to point out, I love the twitch at, twist at the end that it was all about the stupid jacket. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's like, what are you talking about? No, I was talking about the jacket. That's what the lie was <laughs> that jacket had a huge character arc this season i don't know what happened to it uh, it just i just i loved guilfoyle let's just say that like mm -hmm. um, <laughs> it was so good so good um but yeah so leading into that with richard mm -hmm. um richard hendrix this season um we got to see richard kind of be his own person but also he shouldn't be his own person in a way um, especially the time when he gets upset because he's fired from Pi Piper CEO and he has to talk to that well, he's supposed to go and talk to a like publicist that Robaga, oh, yeah. oh, I like, totally forgot to, about like, that. Has to like, you know, get him ready for like this talk mm -hmm. um and to this reporter and he goes in to the wrong room because he's being arrogant. And ends up talking to the reporter and telling her a whole bunch of stuff. Oh man! Which Eric, Eric helps him by buying it, buying the blog, so that it would go away. So, you know, Richard, Richard's got to respect her, like in that that capability. You know, so it was it was very cringy because I knew so like it I wasn't could watch actually it. he didn't buy the blog. What happened was they made a deal with Big Head yeah. to talk about Hooli scrubbing the internet oh, that's about that right. whole thing. And then once it got found out that um, 
What's-His-Face was going to sue her for that's the stuff. Right. That's when I think Eric bought the, yeah, that's when bought the Eric stuff bought or whatever. It. Yeah, because they were going to say, because uh, Big Head was the one that was going to say about wiping the internet because that's what exactly he has a he has an end i i love i love that scene because that's something about nda a lot of people don't actually remember like realize that part of the nda is the fact that you are doing an nda if you tell someone mm. i can't talk about it, i signed an nda you have voided the nda <laughs> yeah yeah I, I love that scene where he's just like it's like why didn't you tell me you had an nda well if i told you it would void the nda then why did you do the whole interview thing? Oh, okay, I see. Yeah, yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't like Big Head. Big Head is one of those arrogant, not uh, not arrogant. He's he's just so stupid. <laughs> they write him as like super stupid, but he comes in clutch this season. This season, uh, yeah. He, he's 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 still he kind of stupid. He makes me laugh because of how stupid he is. Yeah. Yeah, there was a scene. There's a scene where he's meeting with his financial person mm -hmm. uh, at his house, and he's like, "You had the pool moved?" He's like, "Yeah, I had the pool moved because I thought it was too close to the house." And he's like, "Oh, okay." And he's like, "Wait," and you had the pool moved back? And he's like, "Yeah." And then I realized it wasn't too close to the house. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Yeah, <laughs> I, I died. And then, like you know, of course, he's like. Yeah, maybe you should talk about my financial planner, you know? And then, like, Ehrlich's like, no, no, stop, you know? And then his financial planner's like, no, you guys are broke. Mm -hmm. Like, you know? Well, he did fraudulent guys... activity. Like, Oh, yeah. That that was the big thing that I was kind of like, I'm like, dude, this guy freaking ripped you guys off. And he's smart because he knows that you guys don't have the money to take him to court. Yeah. Because he knows how stupid you guys are with your money. And so he's able to get away with it. I, I like that as a... Uh, a story arc or whatever for those two characters the idea that mm -hmm. hey we've been ripped off because our financial advisor saw how dumb we are with money and took everything we can't we can't function hmm. so, yep. so there, there's one new character this season uh, that is on the other seasons that oh, I yep. know and that's uh, Jack Barker what do you think of Jack Barker so far all right, so the he's the character that I thought was the like main antagonist this season, and that's why like whenever he gets outed as the CEO, I thought I was done with the season. I'm like, all right, cool, wrap it up, another one in the books, because I felt like that those episodes were long enough, at least for what was happening in the season, to feel like it was a full season, but it was only four episodes. And I didn't realize I was getting like caught into it and just time was flying. Um, didn't like him as a character. You're not supposed to like him as a character. I, I find it funny that he comes off in the beginning as a, oh, this guy's a really good CEO. He's willing to do hard work and work for everything. And then once he is a CEO, he's like the, uh, I, I don't know how you put it, but he's just like the character that it's like, look, we got to sell it first. Then we'll figure out what the heck we're doing money Real. first nothing else matters <laughs> the triangles of success oh um, yeah <laughs> I, I i crack up every time like i talk about it like um i use it a lot when uh when i build magic decks uh -huh. and i'm playing against people i'll be like they'll be like wow that's a really cool deck how'd you come to that uh like assumption to build that and i was like well it starts with the triangles of success and I'm waiting for someone to pick up on it if they've watched Silicon Valley, mm -hmm. and still no one. So my reference goes unheard, <laughs> uh, which is terrible. One day, but but I use Jack Barker because he's just so ridiculous. But Jack Barker has something that I've always wanted, and I was like, man, Cardigan. I'm jealous. Uh, no, it's something in his office. So in his office, he has a liquor cabinet that's a cello. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is the coolest thing ever. And I was like, I want that. But I realized how much it is because I've looked it up and I'm like, that's a lot of money for a liquor cabinet that looks like a cello. Um, but I, I like the, I think Jack Barker is like that guy that's like this entertainment guy. Uh, he, he shows up on like the other seasons too. And uh, next season we get a, we get kind of, 
a celebrity in a way. Like, I don't know. Uh, I know that uh, Jack Barker shows up with another person next season. Uh, you know, because he, he joins teams with Gavin, uh, mm. you know, and, uh, you know, that that's not a good thing. But what I love about Jack Barker is, like, Jack Barker knows his enemy. Because when Ehrlich, like, like what we're seeing right there, when Ehrlich shows up and he's like, Jack Barker, huh? You know, and he's like, oh, it's you, Ehrlich Bachman. The, the the finder of, of the aviato uh, aviato that's like, it aviato yeah. you know my aviato and he's like i am huge into your aviato and he's like do you have any more sesame seeds <laughs> like being friendly with each other yeah yeah um you know so like i i really like jack barker i think he's just this stupid character that's meant to be the stupid ceo uh, but he also was meant to be, like, a good CEO because, like, you know, the box thing is a good idea, but it's also a terrible thing. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah. <laughs> but, See, yeah. Uh, the one thing I find interesting about Jack as a as a character more than anything else is the fact that, like, he's obviously making all the decisions as a CDO, CEO for a startup company. He doesn't care what the product actually is. And I always find that kind of funny that it, it come it makes sense to me this guy would be really good at CEO because all he cares about is getting the money going. He doesn't care about the product 100% and he finds the safest way to use the product versus the universal method of of functionality, which I find it funny and i like it. i guess we can we can jump on to the the other characters after this one but um i find it funny that in the process of them wanting to make what they wanted they made it too unfunctional for base user like regular people consumer and jack even though he's a he's a ceo that only wants to sell the product or whatever he was smart and knew how to do it in a way to make the money and get everything greenlit. So hmm. was Jack wrong in the process? He comes off as the villain because he's doing against the wishes of the characters that we like. But I feel like he kind of did the right thing when it comes to a CEO approach. Yeah. Like he, he was doing it and everything of that sort. Um, but yeah, let, let's go ahead and jump on over to, well, we'll just say like the rest of the cast, like, um, Dinesh, Guilfoyle, Jared, even even Richard a little bit because we kind of did Richard a little bit. I just want to like kind of touch on them a little bit, and yeah. uh, I think Jared this season was amazing. I I feel like Jared became a lot more of a character himself. <laughs> he was kind of always the butt of the joke in the other seasons. This season, he still kind of is that. But dude, mm -hmm. Russ was right, man. That, that guy, guy does. Yeah, you know, that guy can F, right? I, I oh, yeah, I forgot. That. I love that episode because Dinesh started, like, hitting on the one girl the whole time. And I instantly went in my brain, like, yo, this is going to get turned around whenever he fixes the camera. She isn't going to be ugly. She's going to think Dinesh is ugly. And it happens. And it made me laugh so hard whenever, like, it's one of those, like, satisfying factory things where you're like you call something and it happens but then the bow on top is the fact that Dinesh gets kicked and they don't she doesn't like him anymore and then Jared walks this beautiful girl out and says like it's it was a beautiful time I, I really enjoyed myself it's like yeah like, I'll talk to you later gives her a little hug and walks her out and I'm just like man they talk a lot of trash about Jared but Jared's all right in my book I, li I like Jared Jared can go number one for me um, and then, of course, I think Dinesh's, like, big thing in the season was him creating the video app version. I, I don't really know. I can't really think of anything else that Dinesh did this season outside of trying to be cool with the Pied Piper hat on. I mean, jacket on. But it, it was just a, it was a really weird season. Wait. Austin, was this the season with the drill yeah. and his his bit his uh hard drive? It was. 
it was it again was the, oh man one of the best one of the best because like it was the episode where uh they convinced Ravaga that like Jack Parker isn't being a good CEO and they end up like selling the space mm-hmm. and um I remember there's like that small detail scene where like the little like you know like janitor guy is sitting there like attending to the waterfall thing Mm-hmm. And like, should we tell him? It's like, no. He's so at peace, we should just let him be. <laughs> just like walk off. It's just like this random little small thing. But then like, Guilfoy was like, hey, or no, Dinesh was like, hey, what about my hard drive? You know? And he's like, what do you mean? He's like, well, I had it with all these. And he's like, wait, what? You know? So then like, they track down the hard drive, and it's this old guy, and he's like, I just want to post cat photos. So then Guilfoyle, like, shows up as, like, the Geek Squad from Best Buy. Mm-hmm. And he just, like, starts throwing the crap out of his hard drive. I can't just love it. He's like... You know, and... All I, done. <laughs> yeah, and then the Geek Squad shows up and he's like, you're gonna have to replace this. Mm-hmm. You're gonna be re- replacing it. And he's like, oh. And Guilfoyle's like, did you... Or no, Dinesh was like, did you get it? And he's like, yep. And he's like, how? And he, like, pulls down his drill and he's like, Why? He's like, mm. because I'm James Bond. Like, or something that he says. I forget what he says. Uh, but it's just, uh, it's hilarious. But Guilfoyle and Dinesh, like, this season is great. I The episode that I love the most mm-hmm. is when Jared finally comes out and is like, look at my Pied Piper jacket, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah, you know? And they're like, whoa, I'll pay you to stay away from me with that. You know, and Guilfoyle is, like, so against it. He's like, I am not wearing that piece of crap. He's like, oh, come on, man, you know? So then uh, he ends up realizing that Dinesh does not like it. And he's like, Jared, can I borrow your jacket? He's like, Guilfoyle. And he's like, I I just, I I realized my wicked ways. I think the jacket's good. He's (laughs) like, okay. And he ends up, he's like, are you just wearing it just to like tick off Ganesh? And he's like, Maybe, maybe not. No, your business. Let me have the jacket. <laughs> yeah. So, and so like going to that like, was it the coffee shop? Yeah, yeah. And, like yep. all those people yeah, start shop. coming up to him. It's like this guy's from Pi Piper and this guy's from Pi Piper, and like Tanash Den- gets super upset about it. And well, it's, ends up, it's like, because like at first he's like, "Get away from me! I want nothing to do with you. I don't want you around me. Like everyone hates you." And then people are like, you're from Pied Piper? Oh my gosh. And they start taking his picture and he's like, hey man, I, I'm i Dinesh from Pied Piper. And then Guilfoyle just looks at him I don't know who this guy is. You're <laughs> freaking me out, man. They're like, hey, Stop, leave this guy alone. Yeah, Get out. And I just tell you already? <laughs> that, that's one of the things. I always feel bad for Dinesh in every season. He always feels like he's the one getting dunked on by Guilford. Guilford. Guilfoyle, Guilfoyle, mm-hmm. and he never gets his little shine moments. There was one time I can't, I believe it was this season when, yeah, yeah, no, it was this season. Whenever they're given all the beta codes for Pipe Piper, mm-hmm. and Dinesh gives out his, and he's having a hard time finding his. Guilfoyle apparently gave out his and everything, and Guilfoyle is all like, "Oh, I, I have a bunch of friends." Fast forward to the end where Dinesh walks in and sees Guilfoyle turning off the servers and saying, like, you were my best friend, blah, blah, blah. And Dinesh makes fun of him. And my boy Jerry comes up behind them, and he's just like, you guys don't see it, do you? You're both, you're each other's best friend. And they're like, no, no, we're not. Shut up, dude. <laughs> the, the thing I like about Jared is that he's always... He, uh, he sees people more than I think they see themselves, but he's also, he's just kind of weird, man. He's a weird guy. Yeah, uh, I, I love that about him. I, I find him so, how much he does for Pied Piper and how little he takes blows my mind. The Talking about him with the girl. The whole reason why he doesn't have a girlfriend is because he was not going out and dating people for unity with Richard Hendrickson. This guy deserves so much more than Pied Piper. I, I I'm glad that he's the the board member, but he, he deserves more, man. Oh yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> All right, Austin. Mm-hmm. Are there 
so so we did we did characters we talked about characters uh, a good handful i i think we there, there's obviously some characters we could talk more about like lori and all that stuff but we can move mm -hmm. on to more like scene specific stuff was there any scenes that stuck out to you this season that we didn't already talk about just then um that you kind of instantly sit and be like okay i really like this scene i thought it was very funny or i really like this scene because i felt like this character did really good um man i'm trying to think if it's this season uh because like i always get things mixed up in my head mm -hmm. uh did jing yang come up with an app i'm just trying to that was last season i believe i again okay i've i've only watched the first three seasons you're talking about the the smoker app right no no okay so okay it hasn't oh, happened he has another app might be the fourth season okay okay i thought it was this season though for some odd reason why did i think that yeah because um, last season i believe it was he had yeah. the app for finding Smoking. children or finding child molesters or whatever or no finding children <laughs> and then they turned it into a smoking app and then yeah. that's whenever they do the whole i'm smoking for for wayne oh I can say one of mine that I really liked to begin with. My my scene I really liked. Freaking Jim Yang, man. Every time he's on scene this season, made me laugh hardcore. I love the the scene at the end when um Eric tells Eric, um Richard, he's like, I want you out by the end of this week. And then Jim's like, You don't have to leave. You can stay with the year of free rent. <laughs> and then Eric's just in the background. Jing Wei! Jing Yang. Shut up. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot about that. Uh, also, side note, you mentioned that he's a comedian. Yeah. I've I've actually seen memes of his. Oh, yeah. And, that makes Because one of them was like something like, hey, man, do you want some uh, you want some squid or something like that? He's like, you just disrespected my whole fa my whole culture and uh, Nate race. <laughs> but yes, I do. And yes, I do. Uh, I'm like, oh yeah, I have to see him in stand-up because he, he's funny. Like, his way of delivering is very well. I was going to say his stand-up, his first stand-up and the only stand-up I've ever watched of his mm -hmm. because he's fairly new off the block to do stand-up. Okay. Um, it's on Amazon, and he does a whole rant about his dad, and he's like, you know, he's like, you guys Americans, your dad's like, go get him champ, you know? He's like, my son's really not that good at playing, but he's a good son and he's like me i'm actually really good at doing things but my dad always thinks i suck <laughs> oh, like, no. that's how our 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 culture is you know he'd be like oh you very good you funny but you didn't do your math homework you missed two problems <laughs> like, uh but his comedy is uh spot on i love i love uh that guy i forget his real name I think it's like Ken Gong or something Jim, like that. Jimmy Yang. Jimmy Yang, that's what it is. I'm thinking of um, Ken from um, Community. That's what I'm thinking. Oh, um, Kevin. Yeah, Kevin Wong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kevin Wong, yeah. But yeah, no, I was going to say, um, I think he sticks out this season. Uh, next season is one of my favorite parts of Jing Yang. I think Jing Yang really sticks out next season. Um, mm -hmm. because there's, there's this whole hysterical thing that happens with Jin Yang and it runs through the whole season hmm. and, uh, it, it, it changed my life on this, on this series. <laughs> um, oh man, it was so good. But I'm trying to think of other things. Like the, the other thing that I really liked was like, you know, Gilfoyle, uh, drilling a hole into the hard drive. That is just hilarious. Um, mm -hmm. You know, or when uh, the gang finds out that the active users aren't real active users. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that... I, I, that I like the whole, like, like, fake they do. It's just like, we're not... We don't, want any, we don't want to know anything. All we are saying is that if I would have accidentally misplaced my hard drive, which does the factory check to make sure that they're not fake accounts and everything, then who could be saying... Hey, Guilfoy, have you seen this? No, have you seen it, Dinesh? I haven't. And then he takes it, puts it on the ground. <laughs> He's like, hey, Guilfoy, would you like to help me buy a new flash drive since I cannot find mine? He's like, I think we got the point across. We don't need to do this anymore. <laughs> I, 
I, I did enjoy, I, I did enjoy that. I, for me, probably my favorite, my favorite scenes and series of scenes, uh, honestly, was Elric and Big Head together. Like whenever they're doing the whole party thing, whenever he throws together a party on Alcatraz Island, he's like Hawaii theme, Hulao. <laughs> and then, well, that's whenever they find out that they're broke and everything of that sort. But just like the feel that Eric is this guy who apparently like exudes uh, personality, charisma. You can have it. You can say whatever you want. And then Big Head is just the stumbling buffoon who honestly has no charisma to save his life. I would have to say the only thing I do have to give respect to with Big Head is realizing that his friend was in trouble and um, he knew what to do because, uh, you know, the last episode of the season is when, you know, they're all going to sell Pied Piper yeah, and you think Gavin they're going to sell to Gavin Belsom, but it's actually Big Head and Ehrlich, mm -hmm. um, you know, and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, because like they were like, "Oh yeah, to Mr. Baghetti," and they're like, "Baghetti, like like Big Head," and they're like, "Yeah," and they're like, "What?" And then you know that's when you know Richard goes and it's like goes out to Ehrlich and was like, "Hey, you know, thanks." He's like, "No problem." It was actually well, Baghetti's uh, whole thing. Eric explains to him that Big Head came to him with the idea, and they agreed to it, and Eric's like. Just so you know, between me and you, I care nothing for you. My my absolute care for you is zero, and it's going to take you a very long time to change that. And then it cuts frames to them all partying, and they're, like, talking and joking around with each other. Never blue. Never <laughs> blue. <laughs> oh, no, always blue. Always blue. Always blue. Yeah, yeah always I don't even blue. know. What always is that blue. toy? It's, like, some toy that you I don't know. toss. I, and... I just, I've been looking for that toy forever. Because uh -huh. I was like, that would be kind of cool. Just to know? have. Because yeah. if, if I understand correctly, as you toss it, it like changes colors. Changes. And you have to yeah. land with blue on top or something like that. At least that's what I got from watching it. In that in that scene and everything of that sort. Um, You, you know what's been my... Uh, a, a reoccurring gag this season. And I think it kind of started earlier, but they really dug into it this season is uh galvin belson's animal addiction oh yeah like the whole like like he brings in the water well he brings in the rot yeah. he's just like look at this thing look at this thing it's ugly it's disgusting it's just, it's slobbering it poops <laughs> get out of my sight i'll bring it back in here look at this thing <laughs> and i just I, I don't know what he, what other animals they do because he, I, I so he was going sure. to do another one and he's like um consider the possum and they're like Gavin, if you bring a possum in here right now this board means done and he like looks off to the side he's like uh shakes his head real quick and they're like wheeling a possum and push it out and then that's whenever they make him the board ceo again and then that's when he takes them out onto the lawn and there's a gigantic elephant there and they're like what's this about he's like consider the elephant People say that the elephant never forgets. Neither do I. I will never forget. <laughs> I just... That's like one oh, of those man. gags that's so weird that a billion... Like, if, if someone would to give it to a billionaire, like, that's their thing. Like, oh, the billionaire just constantly gets these animals to reference a lot. I... I think that fits Galvin... Gavin a hundred percent. And it makes me laugh so hard anytime I see it. Um, and then furthermore, the fact that Ga Gavin uh, killed the elephant, accidentally killed the elephant, and then they <laughs> dropped his remains into the river without anyone knowing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because then that's how they find out, um, you know, something to give. Um, what was it? The blog. Yeah. It, for that reason, Galvin Gavin couldn't think of any other way but to buy the blog, so they buy okay. it. Are you? Do you have to go? Okay. 
<laughs> you should have said something. Like, I didn't know what you were doing. You were like, well, yeah, yeah. Mean? I was like, I thought, okay. I thought that we came to the consent that I should just walk away when you start talking and then just let you just like have this awkward silence. <laughs> like, that's what I'm gonna do. No, I'll be right back. No, no, no go, go ahead, man. I'll just talk about a couple other scenes that kind of like yeah, maybe just kind of think and thought. Huh? Just remember, Eric Bachman, this is your mom. Your mom, you are not my child. Not now, Jing Yang. <laughs> not now, Jing Yang. Oh my gosh. All right. So, um, one thing for me, one of the scenes that I personally really liked, and Austin awesome, will be back here soon. As always, guys, this is filmed from the live Twitch audience, blah, 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 things like this happens. I think he has to go take out Ralphie. Ralphie boy needs to go do, do he needs to go do his thing. So that's, that's how it'll be. Um, but one scene uh, I've been kind of thinking about a lot is the scene where they have a, what, what do you want to call it? It's like a, a test or whatever you call it, where they have focus group. That's the term focus group. For the Pied Piper app. And they get all these people in. They start tearing apart the Pied Piper app. The scene that I really like. Is when Richard goes in. Sees it. See what's happening. And goes. No. They, they, just, they just don't understand. They don't see the revolutionariness of it. And he goes in there. And starts talking to them about the app. Uh, the, the whole concept of that. Made me laugh. Because that's normally the problem that like new technology faces is that if it's too far ahead, it doesn't matter how good you are or how amazing you are at explaining it. If it's too far ahead, they're going to like kind of fall apart in that way. Austin, welcome back. Uh, I'm talking about the focus group where uh, Hendrick <laughs> walks in to explain to them about how absolute like he's like, listen, you just don't understand. And he starts talking about that because because that is a that is a thing that really happens. Like, yeah. if something is so revolutionary, people can't take it and they, they kind of fall apart. Um, but the one thing I always liked was in the scene where it's just like the AI start learning and they work, and then they connect with other people. So and they all start working together for everything. And the one big guy just like raises his hand and just awkwardly looks and he's like, "But Skynet." <laughs> He's like, no, yeah, no, no, not, not like Skynet. And then montage happens of him explaining away oh, all yeah. about it. I, uh, Eric, um, no, it was Hendrick actually when he was in the bathtub. Explained that in a very good way. He's like, people only know how to fly. And you put it in. And no, if people only know how to drive and you show them a flying machine and they're too afraid to fly. Tearing off the wings and making a car will not do nothing. You'll just have then a crappy car. He's like, you have to fly or else nothing will happen. And he's right. A lot of times, like, new technology goes flat on its face because people aren't used to it. People don't like it. Not trying to make this a legit thing, but, you know, Sega CD was a thing. I remember when Sega CD came out, it was all, like, 3D graphics. Ooh, wow, look at this no one liked it no one ever wanted to see it they're like ooh, what is this no didn't take it until the dreamcast playstation kind of came out that it started becoming more of a thing but yeah sega ce technically uh revolutionized that and started it but it was just too ahead of its time well just dreamcast like was, yeah i was gonna say sega dreamcast was that same way too sega dreamcast was one of the first consoles to ever have online play and a lot of people at that time didn't have dial-up uh you know no, so I like am. it it just wasn't great but there's also a lot of things like that like atari jaguar was one of those things oh, where it tried to compete that, yeah. around that time and it's like Ugh. um but no i was gonna say um the the focus group the part where the lady was like i don't understand and so hendrix <laughs> explains to her and then she keeps showing up like, yeah she keeps uh, i i love the fact that that's a reoccurring thing yeah that they keep having like these focus groups and they keep not understanding so he comes in he explains everything and then once he explains everything they're all like oh this is like revolutionary this is great yep yeah 
the amount of times I've seen that. Awesome. We've grew up in a family where we were the technologically advanced ones. I remember when we started showing my like our mom the phone like phone and things you can do on the phone like Facebook, YouTube, Netflix, all these things. At first was she was just like, it's a phone. All I need to do is call. Now she's using limitless data to watch all the shows with us. It's amazing. Yeah. And it's like, that's what it takes a lot of times when it comes to technology. You have to advance with it or else it's going to become scary to you, I guess would be the term. But that's not exactly right. Well, a lot of people are uh, like technology has been like that for decades. You know, yeah. take the car, for example, when the car came out, everyone was afraid of the car. Or better yet, like, film. The whole yeah. uh, um, train coming at you. Scared everyone, and they ran from the theater thinking that they were going to get ran over. Oh, yeah. I, That's I what love I, that. Those are the kind of things that I, I, I just laugh about, because I'm like, you know, 20 years from now, when people are going to look back at our generation and be like, that was stupid. Why mm -hmm. didn't people do that? You know, and you're just like, yep, yeah, you know. Uh, that's the same way how I feel Wait. with, you know, the internet and stuff yeah. like that, how things are. Like, it's just like, hey, you know, 20 years from now, a lot of people are going to look back and be like, wow, we paid that much for internet? <laughs> <laughs> wow, internet yeah. cost money back then and wasn't a financial uh, institution. <laughs> text messaging used to be 10 cents per text. A text message. You know? And furthermore, you get nights and weekends. Yeah. Like we Remember would only, that? We'd mm. have to be up until 9 p.m. to you, call. Just nothing through the whole day. 9 o'clock hits, boom. Thousands of text messages, everyone messaging each ended other. Up which ended up ruining one of my relationships when I was a kid because <laughs> I couldn't call this girl until it got to a point where it was 9 p.m. Mm. And she got upset. She was like, why are you calling me at 9 p.m.? And I was like, well, that's when I have free call. So if I call enough. now, it's just going to be like 20 minutes of a call, you know, and I'd like to talk to you for an hour. And she's like, uh, okay. So I was like, wow. whatever. Maybe you uh, shouldn't be around her if she's... Oh, that relationship didn't go anywhere. So, <laughs> well, I'm sad that relationship failed. I'm glad it wasn't with someone who uh, deserved your love. So, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Austin. Do you have anyone else you want to talk about this season, or you think we should just kind of wrap it up? Uh, I think that we could wrap it up. Actually, let's start wrapping this up into a nice little bow. Austin, do you have any key thoughts about this season, or? expectations for next season actually you know what no no austin i get to do this one because i haven't seen it this is my yeah. this is the show that i was forced to watch so i'll say my expectations my thoughts so at the end of the season they officially got pied piper back huh unfortunately they are not they are not uh what you want to call it sponsored by red viega no more so they do not have all that money I think they're going to go back to kind of their roots and do the video app. And I hope that they're going to do good, but most likely like every season, they're going to shoot themselves in the foot in some way. And I can't wait to see how that happens. And uh, that's, that's kind of what I think about what's going to happen in the next season. Uh, I hope they get smarter. Oh boy. Do I hope they get smarter because it stresses me out to watch this sometimes. <laughs> All right, Austin, what about you? Do you have any last thoughts or, or things uh, for this season? I'd or, have to say for, for you, what I'm mm -hmm. going to do is set up a small little um, of what is going to happen, but not spoil anything at all and not say anything that would be key points to like bring on this season. Okay. Uh, there is there is a character that there's a new character that does show up and uh, the person that plays that character actually does a voice for one of our um, one of the video games we grew up on. Um, he actually is in it. A lot of people know this guy as uh, one of the kids that used to play in a very popular horror film. Um, I already know who you're saying without even okay. you're, talk, you're talking about Sora's voice actor, right? Yeah, Jackie. Uh, what was yep. it? Uh, yeah, I always because because he's, like, yeah. he's the Sixth Sense kid. Ho Osman. Yeah, he's the Sixth Sense kid, and he's Sora from Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. The second he, you he, said voice actor from a game like game we used to watch, and then said he was prominent in a horror film, I instantly went, "That's the only person I know 
who was a kid. Joe Dimaggio. Could have been Joe. Joe what what film is he John. when he was a little? That's true. You he wasn't in the. I don't even think Joe DiMaggio is he a video game voice actor? I don't remember oh, him. Walker, Walker, Walker from Final Fantasy X. Oh, I'm sorry. Thunder. No, no, no. My bad. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of Joe Magina, Miguel, Miguel, or what? The dude who was going to play uh, Deathstroke in the DC universe before it got oh, canned. No, 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 That's no. who I thought you were saying. No, Joe no, DiMaggio. No, no, yeah, Jake. Bender, yeah. Waka, yeah. even uh, Kimari. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got, yeah, I got yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But he wasn't yeah. a kid. <laughs> I don't know. But no, Haley Joe Osman <laughs> makes an episode, uh, makes uh, makes an appearance in this season. Nice. And he is he does really well. Uh, this season is by far one of my favorite seasons. Um, just because of... Oh, man. Man, I, I don't want to spoil it, but there's there's a part where Jing Yang becomes a huge part of the series, and mm-hmm. he does something, and Gilfoyle, my favorite character, does something that, oh my gosh, is so hilarious. Like, I died laughing. Uh, there's an episode where Gilfoyle and Jing Yang go at war with each other, Um and it is the funniest episode this season. And I can't wait for you to watch this because it's one of my anticipated like episodes that I've been waiting for you to watch. Mm-hmm. And I've watched this episode multiple times before just because how hilarious this is. Uh, but season four is the most one I've ever watched. I've watched this season probably a good eight times. Um, this will be my ninth time. Uh, I'll probably watch it twice this week, actually. Um, but th- I don't know about that, too, because I am watching something that I've been wanting to like catch up on, too. Uh, so, like, I have a lot of time right now. So I've been, you know, I'll be watching this all day tomorrow. It's just how I is because I'm at work and I'm bored and I'm like, eh, I'll just watch the whole season. Um, but I'm super excited because um, you get to see one of my the, one of the scenes that made me fall in love with the series. Like, okay. And we'll talk about that next week, but Perfect. I'm super stoked. So. All right, Austin. Well, mm-hmm. well I, th- I think we're just going to wrap it up there. You know, yeah. we, we, don't, we don't have to do plugs this week. We'll do plugs next week. We'll do it every other week. We'll do plugs. How about that, Austin? I think that sounds that, really good. That so, is perfectly fine. Thank you, everyone, so much for stopping by. Hope you enjoyed. If not, hey, you do you. That's what's important in life. As always, I'm Mahler67. This has been my brother Austin. This has been Bros and Shows. Next week, we will do Season 4 Silicon Valley. Until then, thank you for tuning in.